0: Welcome to the UHM Podcast with your host, Ryan and Shane. All right, everyone, welcome to episode 21, the 21st episode of the UHM Horror Podcast.
1: 21 episodes? Really?
0: That's it. And today, a very special day, because I made a note of it, I wrote down to remind ourselves that it was our one year anniversary two podcasts ago. <laughs> oh. well, Which we was... forgot to mention.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was a bit slack. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're always on the ball. Oh yeah, so if you go back and listen to two episodes ago, you can hear our one- year anniversary show that we forgot to mention. Yeah, I
1: think, so, I think it was a really special make- one. Yeah. yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I think we didn't we didn't we realize that after we'd recorded the podcast? No, it was like days
0: later <laughs> oh, when I went. To, uh... Well, I said after I we recorded it. <laughs> I went to post it, and it was like, oh no, it was a Facebook. Uh, what do they call Ooh. it? The the Facebook history. It said, oh, one year ago you posted this, and I'm like, oh shit.
1: <laughs> oh, that podcast was so poor. That was yeah.
0: Don't go. No, I I don't recommend anyone listen to the first episode. Oh. It's pretty fucking shit. Oh,
1: it really is fucking shit. It's dull. Jo-
0: what yeah. was it about? I don't even remember.
1: Wasn't that the, uh, Bo- the fir- bone tomahawk one?
0: Yeah, we did bone tomahawk and we did the the Romero uh, mo- uh, zombie movies for oh, the first hell. time. yeah. Wow. But the we we did the, the Romero zombies again. Um, when was it in January? I think. Yeah. With with um matt um matt and that's way better way better listen oh yeah yeah More we,
1: insight. We, we covered all six films didn't we in that one yeah yep and had quite a healthy debate
0: yes we did yes. so that was good um but that was
1: also awesome because i hardly said a fucking word throughout the entire podcast because <laughs> i was just interested <laughs> in listening to everything that matt and ryan were talking about so well, they're good
0: the The good part about having Matt on was I just let him go, you know? All you do is you tee tee it up a little bit, you you put the ball on the tee, and you just let him play the whole course.
1: Yep, that's exactly it. And then it was afterwards, Ryan went, you could have fucking warned me. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, "Ah, ah, surprise.
0: So we got our one-year anniversary out of the way. Uh, For any new listeners out there, because there's probably one or two of the five people that listen to this... (laughs) We're the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com, where you can get all your horror insight and whatnot. Um, I'm your host, Ryan. Uh, joining me, as per usual, is Mr. Shane Smith from over in England. Hello. Shane, how's everything going with you?
1: Um, all right. All <laughs> right. Yeah. And excellent.
0: And uh, again, it, with me is a uh, regular commentator and co-host, Mike Whittemore. Mike, how you doing?
2: Great. How about, how about all of you?
0: I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> Shane, another repeat. <laughs> and uh, s- special guest this time, uh, Ms. Valerie Burns, um, joining us over in Chicago as well. Valerie, how are you?
3: I'm very good. Thank you.
0: Is it okay if I call you Val?
3: Yeah, Val's much better.
0: Excellent. That's going to work good. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, right. we're going to... We talk about horror movies and whatnot. Today's a little different. This is probably the most unique episode we're going to have. We're actually going to go into horror video games as the main topic of the episode, um, as opposed to covering movies. But before we get to that, um, I want to go over what everybody's been doing, listening to, watching, reading, whatever. Um, So uh, I'll, I'll start with Shane. Shane, what's been going on with you? (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, I've not been sleeping I had a tooth pulled out on Tuesday which was quite epic I've been watching lots of movies because I can't play my Xbox because the um, the opening tray is fucked so I've got to get that repaired um, I have been watching oh, repeat of um, Autopsy of Jane Dave because it's awesome um, Don't Breathe Again I watched that. Nice. Um, and whatever regular stuff was on the horror channel, which I could actually stomach, um, because the horror channel in the UK is actually quite shit. Um, which did, is...
0: I, did I see you were watching Sorority Row earlier? Do you, know like what?
1: you Yeah, that was me. That was last night. It was literally watching that because there was literally nothing else on TV.
0: Now, that, is that the Sorority Row remake?
1: Yes, unfortunately so. Oh yeah, that was um, I watched that, and i I think I turned it off about well, it was the film had just finished, and I remember thinking to myself, God, the ending is so shit, it's really bad. Why do people watch it? and then I tried to go to sleep um but music wise, I've been listening to a lot of anthrax. And um, oddly enough, I got turned on to the new Creator album. Ooh,
0: I'm proud of you. That's right up. That's right yeah. up, Mike's alley.
1: Yeah. And I have to say, the first track I listened to, I was like, mighty fuck, this is heavy. I like it. And it's almost Slayer-esque, um, like early Slayer. And uh, I was actually really fucking impressed with it. So that's been, we listened to that a couple of times. Um and then on a slightly different angle, been I've been listening to lots of eighties electro pop. Being being oh,
2: an, okay. well, an eight from one extreme to another.
1: Yep. <laughs> um, being a um eighties kid or growing up in the eighties is what I listened to when I was young. So it's and I still love listening to it as well. So yeah. That was quite cool. Oh, and I revisited uh, Marilyn Manson's Portrait of an American Family.
0: Mm-hmm. Cause I, cause that's have, his
1: that's the first album? First album.
0: Oh, the first one. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, the fourth album was Hollywood. Um, oh, gotcha. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was re- reliving that and enjoying that because I'd forgotten how good that album actually is.
0: Mm.
1: So yeah, given that I listened. And that's about it, really.
0: Nice. Yeah. Now, before I go to Mike and Val, uh, I'm gonna put up a little stipulation, and I promise we'll get to uh, the Zelda game and the Switch that just came out. But let's let's do things that aren't Zelda and Switch before we get there, because <laughs> I feel like we're gonna ramble on for that for like fifteen twenty minutes. But before we get there, we'll uh, we'll cover anything else. So so Mike, is there any movies, music, or anything that you've been watching that aren't Zelda?
2: Yeah, yeah. I actually uh, my Zelda comes in today. I actually didn't, oh. uh, I didn't grab you. Val got, I got, got it. I was watching her play it, but it was a very, very small time. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been trying to listen to a lot more uh, diverse bands because, you know, you get busy and you kind of lose track of, uh, you know, who's coming out and stuff. But uh, there's one band I've been listening to a lot. It's a band called Gruesome. It's a death metal band. from They're from, like, everywhere in the U.S., the lead singer is actually from uh, uh, an older band called Exhumed. It's Matt Harvey. It's a very good band. Like, if, if anybody knows any metal, like Shane probably has heard of the band Death. Yes. Yeah. Well, like Gruesome is like a like a Death like tribute band in a way. Like their uh-huh. logo is like Death related. Their music sounds like Death. They just love Death so much that they're designing their their own original music around them. <laughs> And it's just it's oh, a, that's
0: kind of that's interesting.
2: Yeah, it's it's just a fantastic band. Um but I I've I've got uh, both of their first albums on vinyl. Uh they're just released a new uh single called Fragments of Psyche. Uh I got I pre-ordered that on vinyl. It's their vinyl is like old school like a uh, painted artwork and the first one has like cannibals on the front eating people and shit.
1: It's awesome. Oh, yeah, I saw that pic actually when you Yeah, it's, that. it's yeah, it's so
2: cool, and uh, yeah, I've been listening to them a lot. Um, they're on Relapse Records. Um, for what? Watching... Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, good bands. I want them to get spread out. Yeah, right. But um, watching, I've been watching a lot of Samurai Jack because the new season starts on next Saturday. So I've gotten through the first two seasons, and my buddy won't stop telling me to watch Samurai Jack, Samurai Jack. So that's uh that's been on my list
0: yeah i haven't watched those since since they aired them on the cartoon network and i don't even i don't even think i've seen them all i, yeah. I used to catch them they were like in and out of toonami and then they were before toonami for a little bit
2: yeah uh, it's, it's a fantastic to... show
0: yeah i remember being good
2: it's like it's it, i like it because it's really like arty in a way mm-hmm. like you watch it and there's not a lot of dialogue it's very animated and uh they use more sounds and and visuals more than dialogue. And it's, it's just really cool for what they were doing at the time. And since it's coming back and like the original creators doing it, uh, Phil Lamar is going to be voicing Jack again. It's just going to be, it's going to be awesome. Uh, but other than that, just everything else is getting to me. I got the switch. I don't have any games for it, but, um, (laughs) there's a lot of games coming out this month with mass effect and, uh, the kingdom hearts re-release and, the switch it's just a nightmare so yeah that's it's uh
0: a nightmare. <laughs> it's a lot of money yep so so val how about you have you been uh, watching listening to or, or uh, reading anything recently
3: well as you guys know uh i was hospitalized for three days because of stomach issues but so i was off of work for a week so i spent the whole week gaming because you know, what else are you gonna do to try and get your mind off of feeling like crap so i went yeah. through uh all of Silent Hill 2. I went through a game called Deadly Premonitions. It's like a really obscure game. But it, it's um basically like Twin Peaks pretty much. Like that's where they got most of their stuff from. Ooh. So uh it's on Xbox and 360 and PS3. I would say to get the Xbox 360 one cuz I have both cuz PS3 one's a director's cut, but it's so laggy and slow. The 360 one was mm. better. And um that's pretty much it. Trying to nice. get back into <laughs> working again and stuff, so been cleaning a lot, so I got the switch on Friday and I haven't really been able to play it because I've been too busy cleaning up my basement, making a game room.
0: Sweet. Yeah, okay. Game room. That's what I like to hear.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck's sake. Excuse me, guys. Got a phone call. One second. <laughs>
0: Oh, it sounds blister. like, it sounds like one of those, like, to- the toy robot. <laughs> Hello.
2: We get to hear his whole conversation. All right.
3: But yeah, I mean, that's pretty <laughs> much it. Back
0: later. Everyone quiet. We need
1: to hear the details. <sighs> Sorry about that.
0: You got over Very that? professional, Shane. Very professional. <laughs> I hope it wasn't important.
1: No, it's my buddy Romic was uh, giving me a call. I don't really speak to him that often, but I've just told him I'm recording a podcast. Oh, okay, I'll call you back and then put the phone down. So yeah, result. Uh,
0: so um, so I've been I've been doing a couple things recently. Um, I started watching The People versus OJ. It's on Netflix.
1: That was awesome.
0: It, this show is so good. I'm loving it. As someone who you know, I, I think I was in like let's call it middle school to high school at the time of the oj trial um it's it's sort of interesting to go back and, and relive some of the stuff that maybe i wasn't paying attention to because i was you know a kid at the time and didn't really care um but not you know you get you get to experience it again and everything's great in the show with one exception every fucking scene that they put in with the kardashian kids yeah is- is, like, beyond embarrassing. I don't know what the showmakers were thinking when they're like, oh, we'll have this one five-minute scene featuring the Kardashian kids because they're famous in 2010, so we gotta put them in when they are in 1995. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense.
1: Don't get me started. That part about, sucks. Don't get me started you know about what, the Kardashians.
0: I know, but you know what's really <laughs> surprising in that show? Like, how much I like David Schwimmer. He's really cool, isn't he? <laughs> he is awesome, isn't Yeah,
3: he's so cool. Uh, so, Ryan, did you finish it?
0: No, I'm only on, I want to say episode five or six. They're in the middle of the trial right now. They've just yeah. gone through jury selection, so.
3: So when you finish the last episode, are you going to tell people not to watch it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if it, if it turns to shit, you bet I will. <laughs> Ryan,
1: just for the record, it gets better okay well it's got to i mean i know how it ends but (laughs) yeah i mean no seriously that tv show was fucking amazing yeah i think everybody knows i'm a big american horror story fan so Mm -hmm. obviously when i heard that ryan murphy was doing the people versus oj simpson i thought to myself i need to watch this and um i watched it religiously every week only problem was it clashed with the walking dead so I then had to wait twenty-four hours before I could watch it on the on the um catch up.
0: Ah, you would have been better off with OJ.
1: Well, yeah, in hindsight, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um I'm not sure when season two starts. Season two starts fairly soon though, apparently. Um Oh, it doesn't it, end? Um yeah, they they're, what they're doing with it, they're um carrying on with they've got the same actors but they do a different story, different theme story every season, like they did with American Horror Story. But it's O.J.? Uh, No, it's not O.J. It's going to be a different story. Oh! Oh, I gotcha. Yeah.
0: Okay. (laughs) So
1: That's what I like about it. That's what I liked about American Horror Story, because it's the same actors portraying different characters.
0: I thought you meant they were going (laughs) to show, like after the trial when OJ's out, like, golfing with his buddies and then, like, how he gets involved in the crime ring to to rob a guy of his own um, uh, sports memorabilia and stuff, and then he gets caught on video and then actually sent to prison.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'd be quite funny, actually.
0: I thought you meant that as a follow-up. That no, no, no. To.
1: Yeah, that would be, actually. But, no, that's um, what I'm looking forward to.
0: Yeah, sweet. Mm. So, uh, other than that, uh, last night I just I watched Logan, um, out in theaters, and I gotta say, that movie is awesome, um, it's not, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even consider it a superhero movie, if it didn't have fucking Wolverine in it, then people wouldn't even talk about this like it's a superhero movie, because it's not, it's like a western, it's like a a gritty, um, sort of lone man out trying to protect people, it's got a lot in common with Mad Max, and, um, it is, the movie's a huge downer. Like, you wa- you leave the movie and you're like, oh my god. And in the middle of the movie, you're like, oh, Jesus, I can't believe this is still, like, the whole movie is a is is a down note the entire way through. Like, just when the audience is thinking like, oh, things are going to get a little bit better and it's going to get, we're going to have some fun. And then all of a sudden, it's like, boom, punch to the balls, no fun. <laughs> um, but I, it really works in this movie. It's It's not like something... Because they did something totally different than any other superhero movie. It's sort of the same way that um, Deadpool is a spoof of superhero movies in a lot of ways. This movie is like a deconstruction of all their heroes. And they, they, you know, they even mention it in the movie where they have Hugh Jackman being like, all that stuff you read in the comics, it's all bullshit. None of it happened like that. It's not the way it is. And he's, he's implying that the same thing about the movies. He's like, ah, oh, the movies are all bullshit, blah, blah, blah. That, you know, this is like sort of the real, the real world and what's actually happening. And I don't know, I just really liked it. Elisa hated it. She thought it was too slow, but it is a slow movie. It's like a a smolder the entire time because it's trying to be a Western. I mean, it's, it's the sort of the way those movies are, you know, there's little, little sparks and flare ups of action, but the whole time it's just this smoldering downtrodden plot that it goes through
2: uh there's comics called old man logan is it the same thing as that or it's based
0: based on that isn't it let me let me clear this up absolutely not not only in the way that logan is an old man right that's the that's the only way that it is related to old man logan has nothing to do with it the the similarities are there are few to no mutants in 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 the logan movie in the same way in old man logan there are few to, to no mutants but I'm gonna I'm gonna give a well I, maybe I shouldn't spoil it because if somebody is, hasn't read Old Man Logan or seen the movie um, I'm not gonna explain why the mutants are gone.
2: Yeah, don't because um, I, I I haven't read Old Man Logan, but I hear it's phenomenal. Okay, I haven't Old read Man it, Logan.
0: Yeah, he, here's the thing about Old Man Logan. Um, you cannot make that story with the way they have the licensing in between Fox and Marvel and all that. In old man Logan. Other other than Wolverine, the main characters are the Hulk and his family, Hawkeye and his family, Spider-Man characters, the Red Skull, um, like all, and um, the Kingpin. Like all these characters that aren't owned by Fox are the story. So they can't do it. They can't possibly do it. There's no way they could have made it, and they didn't. They didn't make it. It's not the same story at all. It has nothing to do with it. The only the only similarity is that he's an old man and his name is Logan. (laughs) But but no, I recommend it. It's really good. Um, It's an original story. It's an original take on the sort of the mythos of the X-Men and stuff. And it sort of if I had if I had my way and my wish, I would be like, this is the end of like they should end all the X-Men movies they've been making. This should be, like, the end of it. Just be like, that's it. They're done. Now we're going to restart. You know what I mean? Do, like, a full reboot. You can keep uh, Deadpool, you know, because he's sort of... He's above the X-Men and, and all that because he's so fourth wall breaking So you can have him... If you start a new universe, you could just have Deadpool show up and be like, oh, these guys suck. I like the old ones. And then everyone looks at each other like, what? Mm. But it's, you know, it's a joke. But anyway, the... Um, yeah, so I think they should just do a full reboot from here out and be like, this is the end of the universe. It, it It's not... It, it doesn't have an exciting, explosive, like, Marvel. There's no blue light in the sky. You know, Superman isn't punching a CGI troll monster to death. It is. It's just, like, brutal. And the violence in the movie? Oh, my God. There are many times... We watch a lot of gory and, you know, terrible things on film. I'm sitting in the movie theater and there were multiple times I had my hand over my mouth going, holy shit, because it is violent.
1: Because what there's I think there's one of the U.S. wrestlers, Luke Hawks, isn't it? Um, he has yeah, a, I don't know. He has a brief cameo in it where Logan basically punches him, punches him through the through the skull with uh, his claws.
0: Um, you'd have to tell me where, because he does it about four or five times in this movie to different people. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I was going
1: to say, whoever it is, it was a bald guy.
0: So yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's brutal though. Arms being Mm. cut off, you know, stomachs being gouged out, faces being torn off. It's like,
3: well, that's how the comic was though, right? Like, I know the comic is
0: supposed to be super gory. Wolverine is always, they usually treat him two different ways. So if if you're reading an X-Men comic, like it's the whole team, he's usually toned back a lot. You know, he uses his claws to chop up robots and like, you know, every now and then, if even if he does cut through somebody, there's very little blood and it'll just be like a shadow, you know, in the background. Yeah. His own imprint books, when they started doing things like the Marvel Max line and, and more adult stuff in the 2000s or so. Then they up the gore, like then it's eviscerating, it's body parts being chopped up in pieces, the damage that he takes is just like brutal, you know, because he's got the healing factor and whatnot. Um, but yeah, the, the comics are really violent nowadays. Back, you know, back in the 80s, they're as violent as you'd expect in 80s comic, you know, you'd have his claws going through somebody and they just show him coming out the back in like three little trickles of blood and that's about it. But, you know, now now they're pretty awesome well, he's dead now, but I mean <laughs> spoiler for the comic books he's been dead for about eight years five years I think no yeah five years or so but anyway, so yeah, that's what yeah. I've been watching
1: yeah I've also heard about the soundtrack for that because apparently the soundtrack is quite powerful and it fits the film yeah as well. they yeah
0: so you you know how they had that trailer where they had the uh, the Johnny Cash version of hurt yeah they 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 sort of use um elements from that song and other sort of like Johnny Cash slower songs along those lines as background music in it so it's really good and like the you know when the you know the credits are rolling it it rolls with a johnny cash song it's pretty awesome
1: yeah see because that i think it might be due to the fact logan's being released that johnny cash track has just re entered the uk charts so because it's
0: or because it's amazing best cover ever
1: um yeah um i can sit here and debate with you about that but yeah all right fair (laughs) enough (laughs)
0: <laughs> i just flippantly said that maybe there's yeah. more, but I, I love that song i love that yeah album. i do
1: as well I, I do as well but it's um i've lost count the amount of times i've got into arguments with people over which version is better
0: <laughs> all right we'll hold that for another episode yeah all right before we move on to the main topic i just wanted to um talk about zelda and the switch a little bit so mm. um so val you're the only one with any real experience on here right
3: I literally, I maybe played for forty minutes.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I was see, I was thinking I'd come on and be like, oh, I only got like past this part, and you'd be like, oh, well, I'm like three quarters through the game.
3: No, surprisingly, no. I, I picked it up and I started playing it at uh, like eleven o'clock at night on a uh, Friday. I played mm-hmm. for, like forty minutes. I played it very briefly yesterday, and that Yeah. But for what I did, I really like it.
0: <laughs> it, it, it is. Now I haven't played um, the previous one, the Skyward Sword. I haven't either. Oh, because I was going to ask you if, it, if like Link behaves the same because he's fast in this game. Yeah, he's like, really he mo- fast. He moves quick. You can there's a jump button, like jump. What, Zelda? Doesn't make sense. But there's a jump button. I thought the game's really awesome. And my sort of my favorite part I had in the game is just dicking around in like the beginning.
1: Like, yeah, once you get out in you
0: get out into the world you can like do whatever you want i was like oh what's this i found an axe so what's the first thing i did i tried to chop down a tree and it went down i'm like
3: yes i'm did chopping I, down trees i didn't even do that i was hitting those hobgoblin things oh yeah. no i
0: was like i was like let me try to do something that's weird and then i and then i also instantly started like a forest fire <laughs> um, cuz i wasn't very careful with my torch i was swinging around <laughs> The guy's like, "Be careful in the tall grass." I'm like, "Don't tell me what to do, old man!" Woof! <laughs> <laughs> up it went. It's it's a real fun game. I, I the the versatility that you have in the in just the the amount of things you could do, the way you can take enemies out. You know, you don't have to use the sword. You can use a spear. You can use your bow and arrow. Once you get magic spells, you can use your spells to damage them and stuff. It, it, it's it's a big change from. Any of the Zelda games that I've played, uh, like I said, I haven't played Skyward Sword, but uh, aside from that, all the other ones, this one is the most unique, I think. And I've only, I, I'm pretty much the same as you. I've only played it for about forty minutes.
3: Did you go to so, the ice place yet, where it's cold? I yes. think it's really cool that they utilize temperature in this game too, and it tells yeah, you just little, how cold it is, like on a normal yeah, night, a little it's temperature crazy scale. Crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy.
2: Val and yeah. I were um, reading that a uh, Kotaku post that they're saying. Disable the uh the H the uh, the HUD on the bottom. They're like that's like the first thing you should do after you get out of the plateau. Is disable the HUD. They said they recommend using the HUD at the bottom, the little mini map, because yep. you know it's just kind of show you what to do. But as soon as you get out of like the like I guess the training area, they said turn it off because it's a much better experience. You go where you want. Okay. You know they're like it's just it's less clutter on the screen. It's just like. It's your adventure that way.
0: Yeah, that's basically where I, I'm just out of the uh, the training area. I guess whatever you could call it, the first section. I'm, I just got out of there. So that's an interesting thing. Maybe I'll do that. Um,
2: I think it's in the options. They they call it like Pro uh, pro HUD mode or something. And if uh, you turn that on, that means everything on the bottom's off.
0: Now, the other thing that I thought was really cool on the Switch, and I tried it for the first time today, was I was able to play – the full Zelda game while taking a dump. (laughs) And that's, that's, that's a big step up. (laughs) Yeah,
3: I did it yesterday while I was cooking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm going right for it. You know, forget (laughs) playing Angry Birds or whatever on your phone. I'm like, no, screw this. We're going big time. We're just going full Zelda.
2: (laughs) My buddy plays Smash Brothers on his Wii U on his toilet all the time.
0: Oh, see my Wii U's too far. Like if the the controller would wouldn't make it to the bathroom, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. the Wii U has to be connected to the Wii. Yeah. My bathroom's too far from where the Wii U was.
2: Did you? So, so you didn't get the Pro controller yet? Did you?
0: It's it's coming tomorrow. actually. Oh man,
2: it's so uh, nice. Yeah. That's...
0: I went to yeah. So I I ordered the system. I was lucky enough to get a pre sale from Target. It came in. Uh, I And I pre-ordered the, um, a couple games. I got that and 1-2 Switch from GameStop. And I didn't order the Pro Controller yet because I was iffy on it because it's expensive. Um, but then after reading the reviews, I'm like, shit, now I want that Pro Controller. Went there and they didn't have it in stock. So I just popped on Amazon and uh, it'll be here Monday. Yeah, I'm, it's lucky that you got it because it kept selling out. Yeah. Mm. I, yeah had- I guess that's the story is with the Pro Controller is the way to go on these games. Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: I had to go to GameStops, and I had to get a bundle in order to get it. And then when they sent it to me, I didn't even get the bundle part. I just got the controller, and I was like, I didn't initially want it, but now I do. Where's my damn bundle? Because it was supposed to come with the starter kit. Holy shit. I was so pissed. (laughs)
0: That sucks. So, yeah, Zelda's awesome so far. Can't wait to play more of it. Um, Now, Val, let me ask you this, because you've only played a little bit of it. Do you think the Zelda game is enough to be worth buying the Switch for?
3: Oh damn straight! I mean, even if you're not a Zelda fan, if you just like an open world game, this game's a lot of. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's it's got elements of like Skyrim. It's got elements of Far Cry. I thought was awesome. I'm going around and you find enemy camps, and I'm like, what? This is totally Far Cry. And then you know, there's like the tower unlocks a section of the map, and I'm like, oh, that's definitely Far Cry as well. And you could you could decide how you attack the enemy camps. Like, do I want to sneak in around the back and snipe them with arrows? Or do I want to pull out a bomb and just throw it right in the middle and see what happens? I just
2: I've never books. played a past Zelda game before. I played a little bit of the very, very first one on the virtual console for Wii U. But that's that's about it. So I'm excited for this being actually like my actual first Zelda game.
0: You've never played a Zelda game? I could never get
2: into them. Never. I had wow. Ocarina of Time when I was a little kid. I, I played a little bit of it, but I just couldn't get into it because it was so overwhelming for me. I so oh my young. god, I
0: love that game. Yeah,
2: one I gotta play it again. Belle's got it on her uh 3DS, so I wanna pick it up again.
0: But yeah, that's uh, a great version of it too, the 3DS one.
3: Yeah, I thought so too. I like the Majora's um, Mask one a lot, so I went out and bought that one too. Mm.
0: See, I like I'm I'm a
2: pretty big advocate against time limits, so that's why I've never played Majora's Mask either. Because they're like, Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, gotta but- do it in this certain amount of time. I'm
0: like, fuck you. Yeah, but Mike, the time limit resets and you're just back to the sort of the beginning again. But, I like, know. A lot of the stuff i already done is done. But everything resets too, though,
3: unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I found I that think out kick but... me
2: in the ass about that.
3: <laughs> I did one of the levels in Majora's Mask and I got all the fairies. And then I forgot to go to the fairy lady after I beat the whole thing. And I did the song of time and reset it. And then I had no fairies and I didn't have the mask that I was supposed to get. And I was like, Ugh. son of a bitch, I have to do this again. And then I didn't touch it for like months. So I was like, I'm done with this dumb <laughs> game. I just want I've to done play that
2: it. in
0: so many games.
2: I just want to play Majora's Mask just for the sake of me, like, appreciating that artwork for the moon.
0: Yeah, well, it's creepy. It's yeah, it's definitely awesome. creepy. So, all right, well, let's move on from Zelda, even though I could probably <laughs> talk about this for the whole podcast. Uh, let's get to what we were supposed to be talking about, uh, horror video games. Now, these are games, these aren't necessarily um, tie-ins with movies or anything. I mean, although I guess you could say some of the Resident Evil ones are and the Silent Hills and whatnot. But um, we're just talking just in general video games with horror elements or that are based on horror. I mean, some of them don't even have to be necessarily survival horror. They could be action games that are have horror elements and whatever, and when we started talking about this on the Facebook group, people lost their shit. Like, there was, like, that thread exploded. People, like, got so, I don't know, I'm not going to say passionate, but, like, everyone was interested in this topic. And then the more I started, like, sort of prepping for this episode, I'm like, oh, my God, this is awesome. I could do so many of these. Like, we could we could do a series of horror video game episodes, I feel like, forever. I There's actually just bought too a game many of them to cover. somebody,
3: uh suggested on there which one was that the overblood i just started playing it it's for ps1 it's Mm -hmm. pretty interesting like i haven't really gotten to the horror element of it yet i found like some dead guy in an elevator but it's like the first thing you find and i was like oh all right well okay and then i went to save and my memory card didn't have any more Saves. so I was like all right well <laughs> you only, for another you only get like
0: 15 slots if you got a regular memory card for the ps1
3: i have every single game on that memory card from when i was like five so there's no wow
0: oh <laughs> uh, yeah i've got like three or four memory cards still laying around but my original memory card with all my original saves is, is actually right now it's plugged into my ps2 sitting there um because every now and then i'll fire up like one of the street fighter games or something and play through it but um but yeah so it on into the topic itself, I don't know, I guess we could just hop around a little bit, but, um I'm gonna start with you, Mike. um which games or gamer games did you want to talk about in this one?
2: um well, since it just came out, I wanted to talk about Resident Evil seven right um and I also wanted to talk about another Capcom game that's super underrated called Haunting ground
0: mm-hmm. um all right, so let's let's hear about Resident Evil seven because I haven't played this one yet um
2: because so Val and i sat down and played it she you know uh, most of the time played it but you know i played a little bit as well and it was just you know okay i'm gonna say this first i'm a big bitch when it comes to horror video games i am the biggest wimp there is on the planet i don't know if it's because i'm controlling the character or does video games do a horror atmosphere better i think but
0: well, it's more immersive. You are the character.
2: Yeah, and it's
0: like you're controlling it.
2: So it's just, oh, it's like it's, it's so much more unexpected because you know movies have scripts. This is like you know they, a, the game developer developer could just be like, hey, fuck you, you know, and you're like, oh shit. But um, yeah, Resident Evil Seven. I'm not huge on the lore like Val is. Val like knows that shit like the back of her head, her hand rather. But um, Resident Evil Seven was a great experience for if you're into horror. Um, it's, as a very heavy Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe, like in the very beginning of the game, you know, you're, uh, sitting at a table and like this, you know, messed up the Baker family is just sitting there and they're kind of like, you know, making fun of you and trying to get you to eat shit. And it's just very reminiscent of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's even a super old lady in a wheelchair and she's just like, you know, just sitting there all decrepit looking and shit. Um, but once you get out of that little area, it's like you're on your own. You just immediately start the game, and you're you have these pursuers, and you know immediately you're getting chased the entire game. You're you're you have to do all these things the uh, and avoid the bakers as much as you can the entire game. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like an automatic death if they find you, but they will chase you and they will you know beat the shit out of you.
0: Now the, um, the, this one's also it's first person, right? It's not. Yeah. Like yeah. The other Resident Evils.
2: Yep. It's 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 first person, so you really got to be, you know, you got to look around and make sure, you know, you listen and you got to see if he's around the corner or not. And like they'll they'll say stuff too to give you clues of where they are. They're like, you know, you can't hide, and it's like, well, how close is he? And you don't want to peek your head out because you don't want to know, you know, if they're coming or not. It's just, it's very well done because it's it's a mm-hmm. constant intense feeling just constant throughout the whole game
0: now from what i understand also this um i've only seen a couple of clips online of, of like people playing it um but there's also parts where you have to like you have to hide right like you have no choice they're coming and you have to like find a location to hide yourself so they somebody passes you by right isn't there spots like that
2: uh sort of like, you know, it's a survival horror game, so if you don't mm-hmm. have the ammo, if you don't have the the weapons to deal with them at the time, you could be in a small little room, and they yeah. could be in the adjacent room, like, looking for you. So you're going to have to, like, yeah. hide for a few minutes for them to fuck off. Gotcha. But, um... And, um go ahead.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, be- you don't have to give any spoilers or anything, and I don't, I don't know how far you've gotten in it. Is it connected to the other Resident Evil games in terms of story? Well,
2: Val and I beat it. Uh, she beat it okay. in like two days. And uh, it is connected. Yes, it's connected, but in a very small way. Like there's no huge hints throughout the whole game. It's just like, you know, a little thing like maybe here or there. And you're like, right. if you're really good with the, the Resident Evil like history, you'll you'll kind of think you know who this person is or what they're talking about. And yeah, I mean, for that aspect, but they don't shove it down your throat. It feels like a completely new game.
0: Right. I was actually wondering why I, I I really thought they were going to use this as a jumping off point to sort of restart the resident evil series and like, you know, not call it resident evil seven, but you know, call it something else, whatever resident evil rebirth or who, you know, whatever. Like I thought, I really thought they were going to do that since it's, such a drastic change in like gameplay and everything else, you know. It's it's not necessarily Romero inspired. It's more Texas Chainsaw Massacre inspired, like you said. Yeah, and it gets. Uh,
2: yeah, it's not Romero at all. <laughs> like it's it's very out there. Some of the um pursuers, they, you know, have uh, not human-like elements to them, and it's just it's not a. They're not zombies. They're just it's really like weird and fucked up nice um but like everything's like classic resident evil you have to find you know green herbs and red herbs and you you have to combine them and shit and it's just yeah it's it's classic resident evil but it's not
0: do the herbs take up as much space in your inventory as a shotgun (laughs) uh val what do you think (laughs)
3: That's what I like, though, about the combining thing. It's like you can have like a million herbs and you just combine them. And it's just, like okay. that, that always
0: bothered me in the Resident Evil games because you find like you have an herb and you picture. OK, physically, this thing has to be the size of a plant. Fucking stuff four of them in one pocket. It shouldn't take up the exact same amount of space <laughs> as a shotgun.
3: <laughs> it's like more than a shotgun. Usually that's like if you had a shotgun, a <laughs> pistol and also a knife. It's yeah. four herbs. Yeah, is but the
2: uh, the inventory is pretty uh, lenient. Like they, you can find backpacks in the game, and you can upgrade your storage. And right. uh, yeah, it's just it's a lot more forgiving than past Resident Evil games, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, yeah, it's it's very fun. I haven't played the DLC, neither has Val, <clears throat> so we don't really know if they expanded more on you know just, uh, like the history. But
1: yeah, I was just reading up on that actually on Wikipedia. <laughs> because um, there's four DLCs for it. The um, first one is entitled Band Footage Volume 1, uh, which was released on the 31st of January. Um, and it includes two scenarios called Nightmare and Bedroom and a new game mode titled Ethan Must Die. And then on Valentine's Day, Band Footage Volume 2 was released for the PS4 which includes two additional scenarios called 21 and Daughters and a new game mode called Jack's 55th Birthday.
3: I watched the 21 one on Twitch. Why? It was pretty crazy. Like you're playing Blackjack the whole time.
1: Yeah, and then you've got... What? yeah. Band footage volume <laughs> one and two were released for the Xbox One and PC on the 21st of February. Not a Hero, a story chapter where players controlled Chris Redfield Will arrive as a free download in March 2017.
0: Oh, Redfield's back, huh?
3: According to people that are so into the game, it's not even Chris.
2: Okay, Basically. can I uh, can I like do like a whole uh... big deal? Never mind. I don't. I don't really want to go into spoilers or anything. But
0: well, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, know. you know what? I would normally allow it, Mike. But Resident Evil is a little bit new. Like, like I know I haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, and we'll hold off on spoilers for now, maybe we could cover them another day. Yeah. you know, for some of the older games we're gonna go over fuck it. we're gonna spoil the shit out of them, but um, oh, but I think so something true. that's new like that maybe we should hold off a little bit, yeah, so um,
2: yeah, but that's like that was it was a really good horror experience for me uh i I couldn't watch some of the scenes like val was playing <laughs> I i like I said dude, I'm like a, I'm like a huge bitch when it comes to horror video games and Val was controlling it, and I'm just like sitting there watching the tv i'm like i can't watch this like it's too fucking like it was like that scary I, like one point in the game i really remember like i couldn't watch it i was just like i can't do this and that was like yeah fuck you you're a bitch and i was like yeah well you know that's that's me but uh there are like really good scary moments in it which is pretty rare to find nowadays
0: all right so <clears throat> bringing that up this this brings me to um in addition I wanted to put onto this episode was that I want to have two rating systems for these games um, one is going to be sort of how scary the game is and the other more like how fun the game is so like for Resident Evil 7 how many adult diapers full of duty out <laughs> of 10 would you give this
2: adult diapers of duty out of 10 <laughs> yeah uh, well for scariness or funness or just overall?
0: <laughs> How many adult diapers full of duty is fun to you? <laughs> um, well, no, that, that's be, That'll be our scary measurement.
2: For a, for a fun uh, aspect of it, I would give it eight uh, dirty diapers. <laughs> <laughs> for a scariness, I would probably also give it an eight.
1: Okay, nice. And for the Brits who are listening, a diaper is a nappy.
0: <laughs> I didn't realize there was a there was different language for uh, for that word, Shane. Thank you. Yeah,
1: yeah, we call them nappies. So eight shitty nappies, uh, Mike. <laughs> eight shitty nappies. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we will learn something new every day.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we not only entertain folks, we educate. That's yeah. what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> all, right. all right that's awesome um do you want to do your next game or you want to we'll or do you want to cycle around sort of we'll do one game per person mike
2: um
0: yeah you could do one uh one game per person all right val do you want to go next
3: yeah i could go next
0: all right which one did you want to cover first
3: i'll cover silent hill 2
0: nice all right so um silent hill 2 that's a ps2 game right if i remember right <laughs> yeah <clears throat> um Now, that one, if I remember correctly, it's not exactly a direct sequel to the first Silent Hill. All the Silent Hill games are connected, and they all sort of share a, I I guess you'd call it, um, they have the same catalyst that started the Silent Hill town or whatever you want to call it, but they're all sort of separated, right?
3: Well, 1 and 3, I think 3 is not exactly a direct sequel, but it's still... Harry Mason, he's in it, and his daughter is in it. hmm So, but yeah, this... Silent Hill 2 is, like, a completely off... Not sequel, but, I mean, you're still in Silent Hill.
0: Yeah, right, right. You're It's in Silent Hill. It just doesn't... These characters don't really have anything to do with the characters in part one.
3: No, and you don't even see anybody from the first game. Like, all the people that were in the town and stuff, they're not there.
0: hmm So what's, what's the basic plot of
3: Silent Hill 2? So in Silent Hill 2... You're a character named James Sunderland and you get a letter in the mail from your wife. Lo and behold, she's been dead for three years. So he, you know, he's like, well, I want to figure out what's going on. So he goes to Silent Hill because she says that in the note that she wanted to go back to Silent Hill. They had a vacation there before she got really sick and she was like, you promise you take me there again someday. And you never did, so I'm gonna be waiting in our special place. So he's like, okay. So the whole game, you're trying to figure out what's going on, you're trying to figure out, pretty much, I mean, you know where to go. She, You were in this really nice hotel, and you're trying to make your way to there, but the place is haunted. You're seeing all these, like, there's uh four other people that are in the town that you can talk to, and What I think is cool is that, like, everybody sees something different in Silent Hill. So, Silent Hill uses, like, the psyche of the visitors to coincide with the enemies. And um, that's why in Silent Hill, too, like, the bubblehead nurses have huge (laughs) chests and stuff. And there's (laughs) these things called mannequins, and it's, like, two mannequin legs on top of two mannequin legs. And that's what oh, like, I forgot
0: about those. Those are creepy as shit. Yeah,
3: I know. So it's like his uh, subconscious sexual desires. Uh, Pyramid Head. This is his first game in Silent Hill,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and he was created because uh, James felt like he needed someone to punish him because for not being there for his wife as much as he probably would have wanted to be and stuff. His, I mean, there's a lot in that game that says like you know. It was hard for him, for her to be so sick, and he couldn't handle it and whatever, but he was there just to be there, and she started getting, like, bad mood swings from it, so it kind of, like, made him not so friendly, I guess. hmm So, yeah, but, I mean, the gameplay <coughs> is a typical Silent Hill game. Like, you have to go around Silent Hill, you have to find keys, you have to find objects and whatever. You have to fight monsters because there's plenty of them. But what's nice about Silent Hill 2 is it really doesn't take away from the gameplay, like the whole lack of ammo thing. Like I,
1: mm-hmm.
3: I'm not really a conservative with ammo in games. Like I go crazy, and I never had a problem with lack of ammo. I always had a hundred plus for a pistol and stuff. So, I mean, it it doesn't take away from the game. It was still extremely enjoyable. It's probably one of my favorite games. So
0: yeah, no, I remember in Silent Hill one. Um, I think I beat pretty much, once Once you get, I think it's the pickaxe or so, or a pick or something like that. Like, I beat, like, the entire game with just that melee weapon. So you have, like, pistols and shotguns, and I barely ever use them. I would just wait for something to get close enough and slam it with this big spike. Um, but I remember in that one, ammo was rare to find, but you almost didn't need it at all. It was weird.
3: Yeah. It's like, melee weapons are kind of overpowered in that game. Because in Silent Hill 2, I always use the, uh, the 2x4 that you get initially. So. hmm I know your feels.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, sometimes the best weapon's the first one you get. It's like they know.
3: Yeah, right. Damn straight.
0: So is, is that your favorite Silent Hill game?
3: I'd say my favorite's probably uh, the one they made for Wii and PlayStation 2, uh, Shattered Memories. Really? Yeah. I have Yeah. I think I've gotten all but two of the endings for that one.
0: Wow. And is that just because of story, or you like the gameplay in that?
3: I like the gameplay, and uh, the story's interesting because it's like a... It's kind of, but kind of not, like, a reimagining of, like, the first one where you're Harry and you're trying to find your daughter and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, everything's different. And, like, the characters that are in the first game are in this game, but they're completely different. And it's, like, a total mindfuck. But it it was enjoyable because, like, different things get you different endings. Like, one of the endings, like, anything that has, like, a poster with a woman on it or anything sexual you can zoom in on their chest and then you get like a pervert ending and stuff if you go through the whole game like with just your daughter in mind and you go through everything that you need to without like backtracking or whatever you get like the good dad ending if you screw around you get the bad dad dad ending the typical ufo ending i never got that
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you just only got the the nudity chest one right
3: no i got that one i got the good and the bad dad (laughs) But I had to get the like the skanky perverted ending because I was like, "Why not?"
0: Right? <laughs> what else are you gonna do?
3: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So let's say, let's say somebody had never played a Silent Hill game. What's what's the basic idea of the Silent Hill plot, and sort of what does a Silent Hill game play like?
3: Okay, so for most Silent Hill games, Silent Hill is this crappy, rundown, abandoned town. And people in the games are always called to it in some way or another, like in the first game, Harry and his daughter Cheryl get uh spun off the road, basically, and then Cheryl disappears, and they find themselves in Silent Hill, and he's trying to find her there. Uh, James is trying to find his wife because they went to Silent Hill and he got this letter. um the third one, your're Heather, because Cheryl gets reborn in the uh the first game and she becomes Heather and Harry takes her home. So she's like 18 and she tries to go back to silent Hill. Cause she finds out that that's where she's from. And the fourth one, I have no idea <laughs> after that. I kind of <laughs> stop playing them.
0: Yeah. The, I always think the interesting part about the games is so that the, it's sort of the otherworldly dimension. You go, you kind of go in and out of throughout as the game's playing like shit starts to go really crazy. And then, you know, you accomplish something or do some task and then, Stuff sort of reverts a little bit back to some level of sanity.
3: Yeah, it gets all dark and, like, eerie. And it looks super like a factory, basically. And then everything's yeah, it's all like nice an, it, and bright. It, and it's like... it's
0: like everything turns industrial. It's really weird.
3: Yeah, it's crazy. But, like, the gameplay is, like, a typical survival horror game. You have, like, the, the first couple, you have, like, the tank controls and stuff where it's hard to control a little bit and stuff. You have to hit, like, the right... R one and then you have to shoot with axe kind of thing, mm-hmm. but it. I think they're I like those kind of games, so I'm extremely biased. I know a lot of people that refuse to play like Silent Hill, Resident Evil, anything with tank controls because it's hard to control. But, I mean, I've been playing horror games since I was like six, so it, to me, it's no big deal.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I've been playing the uh, I guess you call them the tanks for um, for quite a while since Resident Evil one came out um i remember going to the store to buy it and that was actually the first time i went into uh it was a fun call land i don't know if you guys have that out in chicago or used to have them in chicago yeah so. we did um but i went into a fun call land to buy a used copy of resident evil 1 because i saw they had it there and the guy was like oh i'm sorry this game's really violent and i can't sell it to you and that was the first time i ever heard of anyone being turned down for a video game and he's like, "No, you'd have to have your mom come back here to play to buy this." And I'm like, "All right." So I went and at the time I, sw- I think I was like 15 or something. I'm like, "That's crazy talk." So I went back with my mom and was like, "I'm buying this." And the guy's like, "Is it okay with your mom?"
1: She's like, "Yeah, I'm here." Obviously. <laughs> that was like 19 years ago, wasn't it? It was 1998 when that came out.
3: They just had their 20th one? anniversary.
0: One couldn't have been 98. Yeah. That's got to be like ninety six. I
3: think the very first one was ninety six, and then they released the director's cut in like ninety seven or ninety
0: eight. Yeah, the, the director's cut came around almost uh, either the, like just before part two or just after part oh, two. Oh, fucking was. hell! nineteen ninety six is
1: twenty first anniversary this year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. I thought I remember playing it in ninety eight.
0: Yeah, that's probably the director's cut, and that that's the one where they added like analog controls and they expanded a couple scenes. Yeah, probably. And and then I I think that there was a director's cut, and then there was the director's cut dual shock version, which added vibration to it.
3: Yeah, I think that's a big deal back in the day.
0: There may have been may have been a couple of them. I don't remember. I do remember when Resident Evil Two came out on release day. I'm like, at the time, I didn't have a car, and I'm like, Ma, you got to drive me to the mall. I got to pick this game up. And she's like, no, I don't really want to go there today. And I'm like, Mom, please. Like, I'm begging. I'm like, Resident Evil 2 is out. She's like, no, no, I don't know if we can. She goes, I'll tell you what. We'll go, but you have to go see a movie with me. And I'm like, all right, I don't care. I just want Resident Evil 2. It doesn't matter. Get to the mall. Get Resident Evil 2. I got it in my hands. I'm like, yes. She's like, all right, let's go to the movies. We go there. Titanic. (laughs) 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 And I'll never forget. I'm in... I'm sitting in the movie theater, and I can't see because it's dark, but I'm still holding the Resident Evil 2 box, and I'm trying to read, like, the back of the box.
2: (laughs) Wait, so you got a video game that day, and you saw a movie with boobs in it?
0: (laughs) Yeah, with my mom. Yeah,
2: dude.
1: (laughs) Oh, my Um, God.
0: Yeah, good times. Yeah, no, those are good. The tank controls are weird. Um, Val, I'm going to stick with you because I, I sort of played another, you were going to cover Fatal Frame 2, right? Yeah. Okay. Cause I want to talk about that one as well before we get to that. So on Silent Hill 2, how many adult diapers full of duty would you give this out of 10 in terms of scariness?
3: Like, uh, like three or four, but I mean, I could, you... I could take it. So, I mean, even when I was younger, <laughs> It didn't really scare me, but, I mean, it has, like, the jump scares or, like, the things where, like, there's one point where, in, like, the beginning of the game, you're in an apartment, and you're in, like, this stairwell, kind of, but it's, like, mm-hmm. industrial, like, grading floor, and then there's stairs, and you have to fight pyramid head in that, and I remember being, like, 11 or 12, and I was, like, how the hell am I going to do this? This is terrifying. He's going to hit me with this giant sword and I'm going to die. And I'm probably going to be stuck on this for like the next 40 minutes. Yeah. So like that kind of scared me, like being in tight spaces and trying to run away from something with a giant sword is kind of terrifying. But I yeah. mean, like they have like w- the jump scares and stuff and a couple of things kind of made me jump even when I was playing it this last time. Cause it's like, you don't remember everything.
0: Yeah. So yeah, and what about what about fun? How how would you, would you give it out of, out of uh, ten for fun?
3: I'd say like an eight.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a really good game, awesome. So um, do you think it has, or or actually, if, if I remember, I wanted to ask you, how disappointed were you that the sort of Norman Reedus Silent Hill game that was originally being put together, and they sort of had that creepy weird demo on? I think it was PS three they put out. It was PS four that um, had it.
3: That, was a, that the, was a major reason why I got PS4 was for that uh, Silent Hill demo. PT.
0: PT. that Oh, it was PS4. I thought it was yeah. PS3.
3: And then I yeah, immediately so. downloaded it as soon as I got my PS4 because I was like, I have to try this.
0: Right. And then they're like, you know what? We're Konami. Why don't you suck a dick? You're not getting anything.
3: I was crushed. Class,
0: like, classic Konami move.
3: Yeah, right. I was horribly crushed. Like, I was devastated. But then they had, like... Oh, that abbey road or whatever it was called game and then they had like other stuff that was similar to it so i was like i'll look forward to that instead like it's just about the same damn game and then they canceled those two i was like you've got to be kidding me but then (laughs) um mike and i we went to uh two and a half hours up north to this town and they had a resident evil vr experience in like october so it was like before anybody got to play the vr we got to and right. uh, I played Resident Evil, and I was like, this game is awesome. Like, this is kind of what I was expecting with PT, but, like, Resident Evil, so it's, like, the best of both worlds, because I'm, i like, a Resident Evil fangirl. Like, yeah. 1 through 4, Survivor, whatever, like, I've played them all. Code Veronica, and I love them. So it's, like, mm-hmm. I was excited. <laughs> so it's, it's weird, because it's not, like old school Resident Evil or even like Resident Evil 4 Resident Evil but like the fact that first person mode is so like creepy yeah. oh, it's kind of nice that like at least somebody utilize the first person mode that's on a console because I mean I know they have Amnesia and stuff I just I've never played them because I always forget about the PC sorry for the PC math terrible <laughs> terrible
0: yep how dare you that- Amnesia is super creepy
3: need to get on it and last too
0: yeah um how do you feel about um in the resident evil series the sort of the transition after four where they went to more action-based and less i guess you'd call them horror-based
3: i hated it because i'm a huge advocate of horror video games i own so many and i was very upset but i mean i played through the whole game it didn't matter and i even did it with six too my I stood in line at the midnight release for six because I was so excited and I got home and I played all through Leon and I was like, God, this game is awful. But if I just get past Leon, because I feel like I have to, because I don't give a rat's ass about Chris. Sorry to people, but I'm more of a Jill. (laughs) You're a Jill. Oh, hell yeah. I cosplay (laughs) as Jill. That's what I did in October. So I'm team Jill.
0: (laughs) Mike, how scary was the VR for you?
2: Um, you know, it was, it was okay for me. Cause well, they, they put us in this big bus or it was like a, yeah, it was like a little bus and they had like three or four screens in there. And you know, they had some guy from uh, Sony, I'm assuming who put the, the VR set on for you. And then he like stood there while you played. So like you're in this little immersive You know, experience, but there's also I could feel somebody behind me and I couldn't, because I'm like a horror noob when it comes to video games, I really am like I don't play uh, survival horror at all, because what Val said earlier about the ammo thing, I just, I hate, I just don't like it, I don't like taking my time (laughs) so, like I don't know, you know, what to do, so while I was playing the VR like, one of the pursuers was you know, chasing me, and I didn't know where to go so the guy behind me was like Go out the door and to the right. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks.
0: <laughs> like, uh-huh. I felt like such an idiot,
2: so I wasn't really so you scared. Hear,
0: you hear some guy behind you giving you instructions. Yeah, I was like, oh man, but like,
2: because I think I was taking too long. But um, yeah, it's uh like what Val said. I'm glad they if they can't since they canceled PT, some other you know company utilized the the atmosphere.
0: Yeah. I'm surprised Val doesn't, you don't get more into the, uh, into the PC because after the sort of actionization of, like, horror games on the consoles, a lot of those people sort of, there was a big draw over to the PC, you know, with stuff like Amnesia and all these other horror type games that really, like the Cthulhu games and a bunch of other ones that are over on the PC, you know, really elevated a lot of the indie developers started making these kind of games because there was a craving people had for them, but, Capcom and Konami and all these other classic manufacturers were, just weren't making them, for whatever reason. You know, they were pumping out action games and sticking the Resident Evil name on it.
3: Yeah. I don't know, I need to. I mean, I, I own so many on the PC, too, because of all, like, the summer sale, the, like, winter sale and everything, so I I have, like, a handful of them, and I just, like, I'll just sit in my room and I'll be like, what to play? I have no idea. And I have, like, a library of, like, 500 games just in my basement alone, so it's just like... I. It, it makes Two. No- <laughs> yeah i'll just play silent Hill two for the fifth time it's
0: no big deal that's good i do it all the time that you are not alone in that in fact i <laughs> i was playing dead space again um for this podcast but uh let's go into fatal frame two for a little bit so i wanted to talk about that one uh i actually started playing this one for the podcast uh, I didn't finish it, but it was sort of based on your recommendation and me realizing that I had it in my house. And I'm like, oh, I think I got that game. I should probably play that.
3: How far did you? Um,
0: oh, my God. I got to go back and look. I want to say chapter five, okay. I think. Okay. So I remember there is um there was a part where there's a bunch of doll heads and you had to rearrange the doll heads to get like a door to open. Made it through that. Got through a bunch of enemies. Um, some guy dropped a key. I picked up the key. And I unlocked a door. A ball bounced from the ceiling. A bunch of other stuff. And I think I set up... I, I got the key to get into the next area. And I just haven't gone to the next area yet. Like, I saved and was like, okay, I'll get back to it. So I'm not actually sure how far that is. I think that's four or five. Somewhere around there.
3: Yeah, just around there. Because I know um, exactly so- where you are. I... I could play that game like nobody's business. Mike see mm-hmm. me play it in like four hours. I played it again for Christmas break and I beat it in under three. <laughs> I know, but the so first time what... I played it, it took me 17 hours, but I was also 12 and it scared the bejesus out of me.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Now, now what is the, what's the idea of the fatal frame games? Um, Shane, you haven't had a lot of input on these. Have you ever heard of these games?
1: I've heard of fatal frame. Um, or Fatal Frame 2. I've not played it, but I have seen it been played, and it was fucking creepy.
3: See, yeah. you're lucky, Shane, because in Europe, they release a whole bunch of ones that they don't release here. Like, they have uh, Fatal Frame 2, they have a Wii edition that they released in Europe. They had uh, Fatal Frame 4. I'm not sure if they released it in Europe, but I know that they were thinking about it if they didn't. And then they just came out with a new one that you can only buy... Digitally on Wii U here, but you can get oh, okay. the same copy there. It's pretty soul crushing because I want them. Mm. I just don't want. I I hate buying digital copies.
1: Oh, well, someone's someone's typing thumping on their keyboard.
3: It's probably Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: probably <it's> not me. <laughs> mine, mine is more. Mine's definitely more clacky. You could definitely you could yeah. hear that. But, so, um, what's the idea of the Fatal Frames Val?
3: So I mean. <laughs> It's like a typical horror game basically like something happens and it calls people to an area and then spooky ghosts are there. Like for Fatal Frame 1 for example, uh, you're this girl whose name I don't remember. She's in the third one too, but um she's looking for her brother in this mansion because he was doing some art or some research with a whole bunch of people and then uh he disappeared. So for some odd reason, like this fourteen-year-old girl decides to bring it upon herself to go in the mountains into this mansion that's abandoned, and then it's haunted because things happened in there, and there's a bunch of ghosts, and you're trying to find your brother. And I mean, Fatal it, it, Frame Two is basically the same thing. You're uh, these two twins, Mio and Mio and Mayu, and you you used to play in this dam when you guys were kids, and then your sister, Mayu, ended up falling, and so now she's got a messed up leg, and she's kind of got, like, a gimp. So you guys go there for one last time, because they're supposed to turn it into a, a dam or something. So, um, you guys are there for, like, a last hurrah, like, to hang out and BS and whatever. So, Mio's trying to talk to her sister. She turns around, she's gone. And she sees her wandering into the forest following a crimson butterfly. So she follows her, and they end up passing this deity statue and everything changes it's not like this bright pretty forest anymore it gets ominous sounding everything turns black and white and everything's getting twisted and then she's still following her sister and then you're like seeing things that aren't actually happening like uh you for a brief moment you see somebody like a girl standing there and then she's getting choked and then she like goes back to her, and she's like, what the hell's going on? Do you have to find your sister? And you, like, curve through this stuff, and then, lo and behold, there she is, and now you guys are trapped in this village, and you have to find a way to get out. Right. And then the third one's a dream one. I thought that was weird. Like, it only happens in your dreams. So, I mean, they're all kind of... That's annoying. It's like the first two are kind of the same, sort of, but it's like the third one was, like, way out of left field.
0: And the big thing about these games is, um, instead of having... Weapons for combat, you just have a camera.
3: Yeah, the camera obscura.
0: hmm And through the lens, you can see ghosts. And if you take pictures of the ghosts, it damages them. And there's various upgrades and special effect, special things you could put onto the camera, you know, to make your damage more, or, or to make it easier to take the, the the damaging or fatal frame picture, I guess they call it. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, it's just it's just a way of of upgrading and fighting the ghosts with a camera. It's it's an interesting idea, and the only part myself playing it that I wasn't a huge fan of was the switch from uh, third person tank controls like Resident Evil into a first person um, viewfinder sort of mode. like
3: what's that? It's called a viewfinder mode. Right, They're looking you're, you're, through you the switched... camera.
0: Right, and you could still, I didn't know you could still move around until I played the game for about 25 minutes or half an hour. Really? Like, I thought you were stuck in that position, you know, once you go into the viewfinder, then, like, I I accidentally touched the right analog stick, and I started moving, and I'm like, wait a second, why would they make the right analog stick the move? (sighs) Well,
3: because you're looking at the left.
0: Oh, I got so mad. Then uh, I went into options and found out that you can turn that setting off, and I'm like, oh my god, now it makes sense.
3: But uh, the reason why they have the uh, the camera is because, like, there's, like, Japanese folklore where if you take a picture of a spirit, you're exercising the spirit in a way. So that's why they mm-hmm. use that. And I thought that was pretty cool because it's interesting.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I thought that game was, was pretty good and I intend to finish it. I wasn't... I didn't think it was that scary. Like, all the ghosts are sort of... You see them coming. Like, they they show up on on the screen you before you bring your even bring your camera up you know you see like a little ghostly image start or you see like a blip of light or something like you know something's on its way and then you bring your camera up to see what's actually there and i, I think that sort of deters from the horror a little bit i think it would be would be better if the ghosts are more subtle before you get into camera mode
3: i mean that i mean they kind of are cuz like usually kind of see like the apparition of it But when you bring the camera up, sometimes they're more clear. But, I mean, I kind of agree. Sometimes it's nice because they have that little filament on the right bottom right of the screen that turns blue or red, depending on what the ghost is. And it gets brighter where you're facing them. And it's like that kind of, it's nice because sometimes you don't know where the hell they are. But sometimes it does suck because it's like, be a little more interesting if it was a surprise. But... I mean, like I could play it now and not have like I could play it in the dark, completely pitch black, and I'll be fine. But if you were to talk to me, 13 years ago, I was up for a month straight almost. I couldn't sleep. I was having nightmares. I was hearing because you you can fight children. I was hearing them giggle when I was trying to sleep, and I was like, I'm I'm done. Like I have to beat this game. I'm I won't be able to sleep. And then I beat it, and I was like, dude, I'm a fucking badass. I could do this shit. (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny i played that game i was scared of everything like i i I did beat resident evil one that was terrible i couldn't watch like horror movies because i was scared but after i beat that i was like if i could do this i could do anything and now i play like i played alien isolation in the dark and stuff like that game made me a a badass yeah
1: but i mean i've got to say yeah i've got to say the first resident evil game Scared the living shit out of me when I played that for the first time.
0: When those dogs jump through that window, oh, the fuck! The, the first time you fucking see that, you lose it. You lose your shit.
1: Well, not only that, it was where I was living at the time because we had like a picture window at the back of the front room, and there were no lights out at the back of the house uh, in the backyard. So it's I'm playing the TV. I'm playing the game in the dark with the lights off. And you can't see shit out of this fucking picture window. And I'm sitting there playing the game. And then all of a sudden I just see this face at the window and it's my, it's my former housemate. And I would just go ah! and literally throw the controller up in the fucking <laughs> air. <laughs> and um, then they came in and basically I'd thrown the controller to the back of the TV so he had to fish out the controller from the back of the TV. And all they said, Resident Evil, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. And that was like that was almost 20 years ago. So yeah, yeah. that was uh, that was quite funny.
3: I'd say the most That's terrifying funny. thing about the first Resident Evil was that very first zombie head turn. I was like, mm-mm, no.
1: <laughs> yep, that was classic. Yeah, see so you look at that now and you think, My God, that game looks shit.
3: <laughs> it really does,
1: but, I mean, at the time, it was fucking mortifying.
0: Yeah, and, and at that point especially, I can remember when we, you know, we, the first time I played, I think it was actually a demo disc. I don't even know if we had the, the full game. I think it was on a PlayStation demo disc that we had, and um, I was with my friends, and we we're playing that, and that first zombie comes up, and you think, because, you know, we've been, I've been playing video games my whole life. I'm like, oh, this is the first zombie. I've got a knife. This will be an easy kill. You know, you, you you stab him a couple times and then that'll be it. No, you hit him with the knife. He doesn't even fucking care. He still comes right through you and tears you apart. Mm-hmm. And you're like, shit, this game is serious. <laughs> they're not kidding around here. That's sort of a great way to put it to, to start the game that they're like, oh, OK, I get it. My knife is almost useless and I can't stop the first zombie with it. Eventually you learn, you know, after playing the game for enough time you could kill a zombie with a knife by yourself, but when you first play it, no way, no way. So yeah, that's good. So um, in the Fatal Frame game, one thing I absolutely hated were were that the characters' names were Mayu and Miyu. That is the most annoying shit I've ever heard. <laughs> like they they couldn't like just, I don't know, change change a little bit of the name.
3: Well, they're yeah, no. like I, <laughs> that's probably why.
0: Yeah, meow yeah. meow. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really annoying. And then you know, one of them's calling for the other, because there are times when you'll switch back from one from one girl to the other, and then she's calling the other one's name. I don't know. That 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 threw me off a little bit. Um, Especially
3: because they almost look exactly the same.
0: Yeah, the, the the big difference is the limp. Like you're like, oh, I'm limping, yeah. so I guess I'm this girl now.
3: Because I remember the and first I time I played it. And you had to be Mayu, And Mm -hmm. I was just standing there and I was like, well, this game's getting kind of boring. Nothing's happening. And I was like, oh, shit, that's me now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? I know exactly the part you're talking about. You're like standing there and I'm like, go. Come on, game. Do something. And then you're like, oh, wait, I'm controlling this one now.
3: And I was like, so rude. I was like, I already hate you because she's always yelling every time you walk too fast. She's like, wait, come. And it's like, dude, like, just. Yeah, move a little bit faster.
0: Right. It essentially turns into an escort mission where you're like, just keep it up a little bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> just a little bit.
3: I'd be like yanking her by the arm. Like, come on. <laughs> Let's go. You could do that? <laughs> no, I wish you could. Yeah. If I was in that situation, my sister was lagging behind, I'd be like, get your ass over here, because I'm not fucking around mm-hmm. in this goddamn village. <laughs> not longer than I have to. It's your fault we're Is, here. here.
0: <laughs> Is 2 the best Fatal Frame game?
3: Yeah, I'd say so. Because the mm-hmm. first one was kind of dry. Like, the uh, the graphics weren't nearly as good. They were kind of like, the faces were kind of flat. And then the uh, voice acting, it sounded like they were talking into a jug. And the third one, the graphics were really nice. But it was the same problem with the voice acting. It sounds like they were talking in a jug most of the time. Or they were in, like, a room where an echo was inevitable. It's like the second one was, like, perfect. And I guess the reason, because they made Fatal Frame 2, like, almost immediately after they made the first one, because I guess, like, (laughs) many people were, like, terrified in the first one. So they wanted to make a sequel with a, like, more interesting story so people actually want to actually see through with the game and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought that was pretty cool.
0: So what what would you give this out of a scariness and fun?
3: Twelve-year-old me would say this is like a thirteen for scary. Me now because <laughs> I've done it so many damn times. I mean, it's like a, a four, or a five. I'd say for like a, a typical person.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say the same. I, I I put down a four for this for scariness.
3: Yeah, but uh, I and, mean, and I what think about fun factor? I think it's a lot of fun. I mean, this is probably a game that I've played the most through. Like when I was playing it with Mike, I knew where everything was. I was telling him like background stories and stuff. Like I know you could ask me anything about this game. and I I'd, I'd know it. Like I knew exactly where you were when you were saying like the dolls rearranging. Cause I know you were yep. in a room where she was hiding behind that shutter. And then when oh, you were right, talking yep. about that door opening, it was that first hallway and that for there, that house. And then the door opening was the, staircase with the ball that falls through and then the little kid opens the next door i know all that crap <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's pretty good
3: i know it's a problem
0: <laughs> yeah i thought this was good i'm i'm looking forward to going back to it and playing it again although i think i gotta get zelda out of the way first it might be a while
3: did you get it for playstation 2 or xbox
0: oh i i have it on the ps2 oh, okay uh, my xbox I've got, like, three Xboxes. I think only one of them's in working condition right now. Those things are fucking... They're garbage, the first Xbox. I've i have had drives and hard drives blow on those things, like, nonstop. Really? Yeah. They're not reliable pieces of equipment. Like, there's been some that, are like, oh, you know, I got this... It's been working fine for, like, a long, you know, a long time. Then you put it in storage for a little bit, you pull it out, you plug it in, it's not working anymore because the, uh, the, the DVD drive dies. It just won't spin up, and but I actually played my Xbox maybe two years ago, um, so I got Conker's Bad Fur Day. Oh, and I'm huh. like, I gotta play this. <laughs> <That> <laughs> one's tough one to good. find. Yeah, yeah.